0: Could tell who the arch-villain's going to be, he's the exact opposite of the hero. And most times, they're friends like you and me. I should have known way back when. You know why, David? Because of the kids.
1: Hi, this is Gina Versa of the Waffle Press Movie Podcast, here to talk have a discussion, excuse me, about the movie Glass. And I'm joined today by one of our new um, correspondents, um, correspondents, uh, new members, um, Andrew Salazar from the Geeks of Color. You're a writer on that website, and many others, I believe. How are you doing today, Andrew?
2: I am very good, and I am very excited about this conversation.
1: Oh, definitely, dude. Yeah, um, yeah. We were supposed to podcast a few times, so it's cool to uh, finally have you on with with yes. me, at least, because you were on the Harry Potter one. <laughs> but anyway, going right into it, are you an M Night fan? Are you an M Night Stan, as they're called? <laughs> uh,
2: well, I wouldn't call myself like a Stan. Yeah, yeah. Say. Um, There are some of his movies that I do not like, but for the majority, I like most of them. I've never been a hater. I've never been, you know, I've never seen him in like an extreme negative light. I mean, everyone has like their stumbles and their high points in their career. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess I've given more attention to the high points and the stumbles, like say like Airbender per se. I mean, I think that's probably, like, the one I probably dislike the most. Yeah. Even then, like, a lot of people, I think for the most part, people have been extremely, like, just bizarrely negative on the movies that are not as good. And I'm not saying that, like, uh, specifically, like, uh, Lady in the Water and The Happening. Mm -hmm. I don't think those movies are, like, great. I think there's a lot of stuff to like in those movies. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't see I never saw the point in like going out of my way to trash on them. if that makes sense? Yeah, to okay.
1: Yeah, to to hate on them.
2: There's a lot of stuff to not like. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste like energy. You know what I mean? Like right. being extremely negative. Mm-hmm. I've never felt that way about like anyone really, except for like if you're. If you're like a bad person, like
1: Ryan Singer or something. Right, yeah. This is,
2: this is not the case. So.
1: No, exactly. And though, by all accounts, he seems like a really nice, a great dude, M. Knight. Shummel. Right, right. And yeah, I mean, all, all his movies for me, yeah, Lady in the Water, certainly not great. Um, the. Is the happening? There are good aspects of it. I mean, there's no real bad movie um, from his filmography where it's, like, unwatchable. After Earth, even, maybe has some good points. Oh, yeah, I forgot about With that. Smith. <laughs> like, there's some good things about that, but... I, yeah, they, they for sure have gotten, like, they've garnered, like, too much hate. So, yeah, people should give them a second look. And going off of uh, what we're talking about, the Unbreakable Trilogy, he called it something else, because we went to a screening at Beyond Fest. It was the... Shamalamathon, as they yeah. called it, and they um, did a screening, a triple feature of all three films in this trilogy, and I think I might called it something else, but we'll call because it the... It, it's
2: it's it's called, it's After the Train.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah,
2: it's the name of the train. Okay. I can't remember it at oh, this moment, but okay. it's the name
1: of the train. The, okay, the, the 17
2: train. The 17-something train trilogy, yeah, it's After oh, okay. the Train.
1: I kind of like the Unbreakable trilogy better, though. What? Let me
2: look it up. I'll okay. To look it up right okay. now, this second.
1: For sure, and the films. Like, how did you see Unbreakable? I mean, obviously, you know, Split was.
2: Okay, wait. wait, wait. It's called the East Rail Seventeen Seven trilogy.
1: Awesome. Okay, that's that's an interesting name, for okay. sure. There's three colors in the East Rail Seventeen Seventeen. Um, so how how did you see how did you see Unbreakable? Like, what was your first? Uh, actually, we have your first viewing because at the yeah,
2: this was this was my first viewing.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, what are your what are your thoughts on it? Like, what did you know about it before? Because obviously, you saw Split, and you liked that. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, all I knew beforehand through like pop culture references, you know, listening to other podcasts, etc.,
0: mm-hmm.
2: was that. It's literally about a guy who's, uh, who breaks easy and a guy who doesn't. That's literally all I knew. Okay. And I was like, all right, that sounds cool. But I'm um, like, watching the movie, I was like completely like floored. I had never, I hadn't felt that way in a movie theater like in a hot minute. Like, I, was, I was really mesmerized. I, right away, as soon as it ended, I didn't think it's perfect. But I was like, you know what? This is probably his best movie. I don't, I've never seen it, and, like, I was really upset that I hadn't seen it until then. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I want to watch this again. It was, it's really, really
1: good. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it's, like, like a classic. Like, I, I think it's, like, up there with, like, The Sixth Sense, and unfortunately it didn't do so well or so hot when it first came no. out. He was, like, really, M. Night, as he said in the video messages, was really upset. Like, he thought that this that movie was, like, that should have been a hit. And, like, at the time, comic book movies were, you know, what what was the biggest comic book movie? X-Men? Blade? I don't think X-Men even... Yeah. I'm not sure if no, X-Men no. came out.
2: X-Men came out in 2000. Yeah. And this came out in
1: 99. So. Yeah, so Blade. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, like, comic book movies certainly weren't respected and that the studios even gave a shit. Like, it was this, like, niche thing. And, uh, right. they're, and yeah, it's crazy that there was this, like, before the MCU, before Raimi's Spider-Man, there was Unbreakable. And Unbreakable is, like, one of the best superhero films. Because I remember hearing about it from, like, Wizard Magazine. I'm not sure if that was, like, before your time. No, I,
2: I, it was kind of there when I was growing
1: up. Yeah, it was probably going out of business yeah. as you were,
2: as you were <laughs> yeah, looking at it. Yeah. yeah. I, I have copies of Wizard, still oh, though, I, in
1: my closet. Oh, I threw it all mine away. <laughs> but, like, I remember, like, just hearing, like or, excuse me, reading, like, stuff about, like, it's the best comic book movie ever through that magazine, or it's very underrated. And I finally saw it, like, on, like, Cinemax or something, and I was really blown away because it's, like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know the Mr. Glass twist. That's, right. like, one of the best twists. And, it, you know, it foreshadows it so much. You you should see it coming, and then you don't. And there's right. a lot of power to that. And, like, just the iconography, the empathy it has, and that, or, excuse me, the... Like the heart of that movie where it's just – it's this guy and he's not like a great dude. He's not like a bad dude. He's just kind of a flawed dude. Like he cheats on his wife and
2: he, you know, just like everyone else. Everyone – no one is perfect. Yeah, Very exactly. average guy. Mm-hmm. Very relatable. Yeah,
1: yeah, and he becomes a better person not through like his superpowers but like finding, finding like his morality and that's I think like what superheroes – like, that's what makes them so great is not, like, all the powers and stuff, and those are cool, but it's kind of their moral code, like Batman Spiderman, Spider-Man and all that, for me personally. right? So, no, I agree. yeah, so, yeah, we're just briefly touching on these, because there, there could be a whole podcast on Unbreakable or Split. Oh,
0: definitely. Mm-hmm. So,
1: movie didn't do well, then Split comes along, 16 years later, and produced by Blumhouse. Well, what were your thoughts on Split? Because, obviously, if you didn't see the first Unbreakable, and you didn't... You didn't know. You didn't know, like, what what the hell was going on? Like, what were your thoughts, no, dude? No, no, no.
2: Oh, so Here's the thing. Like, I had known about Unbreakable. Okay. Through, like, listening to, like, other podcasts, et cetera. Like, just watching TV, it's, it's referenced often, you know, in pop culture. Uh-huh. So, obviously, I was very invested during my first uh, viewing of Split. Before the movie uh, started, there was a message from M. Night, because I saw it at an early screening. Mm. And he said, it was a video message. And he said... Um, there's gonna be like a surprise or real. Uh, don't spoil anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, uh, yeah. Just you know, please respect my uh, respect my vision, etc. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what to expect. This movie looks crazy. The promotion for Split was really good, so yeah. I was really excited.
0: Bumhouse, nice out of market.
2: Yeah, and it was a. it's still there were still like blurred lines that you couldn't tell what was gonna happen. So the movie ends, and I was like, all right, that wasn't that crazy. I mean, that was cool. But I guess what M. Knight wanted us to not reveal was that the beast is real. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. Because, you know, like the reveal doesn't come until after like a, the title, the end title.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, because they... So then the, mm-hmm.
2: Right. And then, you know, it goes to the Bruce Willis reveal. I knew what it was right away because I was like, oh, okay. But um, a bunch of people are like sitting around me like did it?
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: because I saw the movie twice. I saw yeah, it in, yeah. in theaters. I've seen it twice. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen it three times technically with the with the marathon that we just saw. Right. So I saw the early screening. I I thought the I thought it was really good. I was like, this is one of those movies similar to like A Quiet Place mm-hmm. that you want to see with a big crowd, especially Get Out too. It's one of those horror movies that you want to see with an opening night crowd because it's just really fun. So I did that. I saw an opening night. Crowd, just reacting to everything. Very invested. Very, very fun. And again, when Bruce Willis came out, a lot of people did not didn't react whatsoever. And especially maybe because my my audience was uh, younger. Mm -hmm. I want to say maybe right younger kids. You know, they they don't
1: they weren't even born.
2: They probably never seen Unbreakable. Never even heard of a movie. Or they
1: weren't even like born.
2: Possibly, yes. That's that's very true. Yeah, a lot of uh, both millennial kids. Yeah, and millennials. So, uh, but um, uh, I remember having to explain to people I was like, do you know what? You know, my Bruce Willis is there, and they were like, no. I was like, well, you know, there's a movie, and Night did a long time ago, and they're connected, and I don't know what the hell's gonna happen, but apparently, uh, there's he's revisiting it somehow. It was really cool at the moment. Uh, but I don't think it distracts. Uh, that little uh, end teaser distracts you too much from like the movie you just saw?
1: Yeah, because it's after, yeah, it's after the credits. It's a credits thing.
2: Yeah. It doesn't, I don't know if, it, if I'm saying it, it distracts, but it doesn't, it, it doesn't take like, away too much of the attention.
1: Right, because it's like Iron Man is a great movie on itself and then they have the end credits thing of Nick Fury. Right. So it's like, it's like that. It adds to it, but it doesn't like affect the movie right. experience too much.
2: Right. Yeah, it was very effective because you have older audiences. At least when I say older, I mean people who just know of Unbreakable and like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really, them,
0: yeah, it,
2: you, it hits them really, really hard. And then you have people who don't know, and they're asking questions. They're like, "What? Well, what is that?" It gets them intrigued. So I think that was uh, more than anything, one of the most. I, I was I wasn't really like tripped out, but I was just really kind of like stunned. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um,
2: one of the most stunned moments in a movie theater within at least the last decade for me.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it certainly added to the uh, DVD sales for unbreakable for sure. Oh yeah,
2: for sure.
1: For sure. Yeah. And I was just going to add, it's, it's probably like one of the best reveals, at least for me. Cause I didn't see it coming. Like I did not have any idea. Like I heard it was connected to an M night film, but I didn't know it was unbreakable. And I, I was mm-hmm. like, I remember I saw it with Diego and I was like, Oh, I was like, I did maybe like a, like a like a big gasp when that happened. Like I was legitimately shocked, and that was great because yeah. it was secretly a super villain movie, and that's awesome. And right. Bond took that chance, and yeah, just not to get carried away from Split, but we all enjoyed Split. So segueing into the movie we just saw, which was Glass, without without spoiling anything because this is a non spoiler discussion. And this will come out before some people have seen it. Right. What are our thoughts? What are our thoughts on this? Without giving I've two. been thinking
2: yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot. And one of the best ways I could describe this movie without spoiling is that it really kinda is like a roller coaster in the sense that but it's like a really wild roller coaster in the sense that there's like no safety bars. <laughs> and yeah. it's very easy to to like uh to get off the coaster at any like like twist. I know, like wordplay, ha ha ha. Any twist, Mm -hmm. any sharp turn—it's very easy to lose yourself and fly out. And unfortunately, meaning you don't like the movie. And it's very—it's also yeah. But there's also people who will hang on for like Mm -hmm. every twist and turn until the very end, and they'll be—they'll find it satisfying. Okay. That's how much of like I think that's the best way I can describe it because there's some things that happen in this movie that. Are either
1: make it or break it? Yeah, it's it's unfortunately how movies are subjective. It's gonna be divisive,
0: right?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll admit that because I I personally liked it. I went with the twists and turns. I put I put um, stuffed animals next to myself in the roller coaster,
0: yeah, right? Right. Oh, <laughs> like I a scene,
1: you know, like, like <laughs> a scene with okay. Mister Glass, and I I went re- I really went along with the ride, and I really. Like every like twist or turn, like I was like, I thought about it because it's like, I wouldn't say it's like the last Jedi, and we should all like put our last Jedi discourse back in the back in our pocket because that's been done to death. Like I don't think it's
0: right. Right.
1: Like it's because it's be- There's these beloved characters, and certainly some of these characters are beloved. I think it's just it. A lot of the twists, I don't think they come out of left field because they like they're implied or there's some form of another, they have some precedent in previous films or, or like they're, the movie has like a point to having it. It's not just for nothing. Like it goes with the themes at least of the film. Right.
2: Right. right, right. Yeah. I, I like agree with you 50% in that, um, the movie does have themes all the way through, even though sometimes you're watching the movie and you don't see them, and it looks like those themes went out the window.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: If you wait to the end, no, they don't. But that's again, that could be very like uh, that could be very hard for some people. You're watching a movie and it's making all these uh, extreme decisions, and you're just like, man, what the heck?
1: Yeah, there. Yeah, that's exactly. There's a lot of extreme decisions. Let's say that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's this, there is one thing that I'm not gonna say what it is, but there's this one thing that I felt legitimately did come out of left field okay. because there, there was uh, no setup or no right. like, teasing whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But even with, and that kind of upset me like during the week, I was like, man, what is happening?
1: Right. You were, you were um, like thrown into it. Like you were just yeah. like, yeah.
2: But even though it did come out of left field, in my opinion, I do agree with you that it does stay, it does, it is there for a point. It's yeah. not totally, um, thrown away or, or thrown out the window right after mm-hmm. it is there for it has a purpose now whether you like that purpose or you don't it's very um it's up in the
0: air yeah it's it's up
1: to your own like interpretation right. and viewing taste or viewer taste i suppose right but yeah that's that's uh i guess that's what we'll say about that because yeah i really hope people go and buy to see this film it's certainly just try not to see as much Like I mean, you could see the trailers because I don't think the trailers give too much away. But just try to go in like just not knowing it, like like how you went into Split or Unbreakable, and that really that's what makes like these two, these excuse me, these three films so good because it's just they're unexpected, right? Right. So we'll go past that because it's like yeah, if we had a spoiler, spoiler, spoiler special, we could totally talk about that. But some people still haven't seen it. Um, But I really want to highlight because he. More than because I love James McAvoy as the beast and every single character, and I'm not the biggest Bruce Willis fan, but he's good, he's really good in this one. No, no,
2: no, no, yeah, I that is one thing that I will give credit. He's not phoning it in, nope, he's not sleepwalking. He's actually, uh, for the most part, you know,
1: he's he's really trying, he's really, yes. yeah, he's not, he's firing on all yeah. cylinders as much as he's a Bruce Willis that we all, we all like fallen fell in love with in die hard and god like you know every single action movie he's been in like this is that bruce willis yeah yeah well it feels it just feels
2: like the same character
1: right right it's david dunn and it it
2: feels like david dunn but just older
1: right and it's kind of like you know again without spoiling anything it's like dark knight returns almost where it's like an older superhero where it's like they've been through so much shit and they've been bullet and you, there's all these adventures that you don't see and it's like the beginning of dark knight returns where it's like there's all this and you get ambiguous nature of like what happened why did he retire like what's going on and that 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 you have in leagues at the beginning of glass without spoiling anything like there's a richness to these characters and especially for david dunn because i just yeah, yes. i love yeah, and I love David Dome's arc and what they do with this character in this film, and because it's just like yeah, he's such a great like archetype of like the strongman superhero or like the like kind of the uh, night trasher or excuse me, night vigilante. You know, like he's like mm-hmm. he has some aspects of like you know like Superman, Batman, and all that. Some aspects, not yeah. not all of them. But I was going to say my favorite character in this whole series. Even though James McAvoy's great, is Samuel Jackson as Mr. Glass because he he I think I don't know for you, but he's just like the best character in the series because he's just so so interesting and like you all, There's so many times during during Unbreakable, even after the twist and you see it that he's a villain, you still feel sympathy for him. You still feel like some sadness for this for this tragic figure. And even though yes, he's a villain, he's like a mass murderer. He You know, he reminds me of, like, you know how Kylo Ren is, like, a fanboy, right? Is he an angry fanboy? I
0: see
2: what you're
1: saying. Um, Like, Samuel Jackson's character, like, he feels like, um, I don't know, he feels like a progressive fan because he is, like, I know he's evil, but he's very, like, empathetic. Like, he doesn't, again, like, he doesn't, like, you know, he's a bad guy, but he doesn't just destroy or kill for no reason. And he mm-hmm. does. He does have like some empathy. No,
2: so I would agree. Uh, I would also like to say that uh, what makes uh, uh, Mr. Glass even like more interesting to watch because you could tell, at least for me, that Samuel Jackson was really happy to return to the role.
0: Yes, yeah.
2: It's, like, it's one of those performances where you, you could tell that um, the actor is having like the time of his life. Oh,
0: yeah. Because he's like
2: probably been like waiting for this to happen for a long time, and he's taking like full advantage of
0: oh exactly of being
2: in the role again, and I, I can really appreciate that as an as a being in the audience mm-hmm. because it just makes me have like just as much fun as, as he is
1: oh definitely and I I think Sam this this role I mean I'm just like theorizing here this is my theory I feel like there's a lot of Samuel L in this character because Samuel Jackson is very famously like a comic book fan you know he was so supportive of the Ultimates when they used his likeness as Nick Fury, and he was like, he found that like so so awesome about about that. And he, yeah, he's just a big nerd. I don't know if you saw that meme where it's like, was it like Google asks Samuel Jackson questions, and yeah. like they ask him like, oh, does he know about like anime? And Samuel Jackson's like, yeah, I do, and then I know hentai too.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, I think I know what you talking about. I <laughs>
1: yeah. Know and I just, I love it because I feel like Elijah Price, you know, obviously, he has a lot of aspects of his actual character and how he views comics and how much they mean and how much, like, how comics are so important to his life, Samuel's life.
2: It's also, it's kind of slightly meta to me because mm-hmm. of how, like, how big a role he's had in, like, the mobile cinematic universe at this point.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it just feels kind of right that it's Samuel. Yeah. You cool. know, it feels like the the like the shoe fit on just so perfectly for him, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And in a way, I mean I think this is kind of because the movie's named after him without revealing too much Mr. Glass's movie, right?
2: What do you think?
1: Okay. My opinion, my take.
2: Because I have I have wondered why, because if you were to like get like the exact numbers of screen time and dialogue.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't think he has the highest.
1: right? But he's, he's probably, boiling, yeah, boiling, he's know? maybe the most important character in that movie. We
0: could say that.
2: Well, you know, yeah, you probably sure do. he, he does have the most, um, you feel his, uh, you feel his, uh, you feel uh, his like effect the most by the time the movie is over. Yeah. So I will say that, yeah. It is. He kind of steals the movie if that makes any sense because he's not in it a lot in the first half, but he comes in and he and he takes it away.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: And yeah, and I, you know he's great in this film. Well, that's that's all I'll we'll say, right? <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Okay, I guess winding down here because we have some time left. Andrew, what were your like final thoughts on this film? And then we'll go. We'll touch on how this works as a trilogy and how it ends as a trilogy as well
2: yeah they're very complicated uh because there is a lot of stuff that i did like and i i, I thought does work
0: mm-hmm.
2: and then like i said man, there's like some stuff in that roller coaster ride where i was just like like i was legitimately stunned but like not in like probably the, the best way to be stunned okay you know yeah and it is a lot to take in uh i do think that if i were to revisit this film uh the third act specifically like the final punch like the final note the final image would leave a stronger impression on me
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: so i don't i would not call this movie bad whatsoever i think that's probably a little bit too harsh Mm -hmm. but i will say that there were other things in the movie that i just thought were probably kind of either too silly Mm -hmm. or or um maybe a little bit too predictable.
0: Hmm. Okay. And it's,
2: probably, and it's, probably, it's probably not what you're thinking, because you're like, what is, what is this guy talking about? It's not probably what you think. it's like little things. It's not about like other big things, but they still kind of bug me, that's the thing. Yeah. But yeah. I would still, um, even after my first viewing being very much a like, uh, mixed experience, I would still say the movie is fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can't call it a bad movie, for sure. Not I think, in my
2: opinion. Not in yeah.
1: my opinion. Yeah, no, no, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, that's that's, you know, again, it's your opinion, and... Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, people have, I I don't know, see a lot of different opinions because, you know, we frequent Twitter a lot, so come Thursday night, there's going to be a lot of hot takes, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, because like like, like we said, a lot of extreme decisions are made, Mm -hmm. and with extreme decisions come extreme reactions, so you're going to have people who are going to praise the extreme decisions for going that far, and you're going to have people who
0: they uh, thought it went way
2: too far. Yeah, yeah. And that's totally like fair. But that's just natural. what happens
1: when you make a movie with, uh, like, glass, honestly. Yeah, definitely. And I guess just final thing for me, like, I, I loved it. I went with all the, the things as I stayed in love. But it's just, like, it's such a visual treat. Like, it's all the iconography of these characters are so, like, popping out of the screen like a comic book. Like, it's just, like, all the, the colors that are, like, associated with them. Like, Mr. Glass is purple. The beast, I think, is yellow, and David is like green. Yeah, he's yellow, right? And David's green, and like that's so comic booky because it's like those are like, you know, how artists like differentiate differentiate the characters, how they draw it, and it really went with that. And I felt it really completes all the themes that were shown in the first Unbreakable, and like you know, random stuff that excuse me away lines that he says about like the strong man villain and then you have the smart villain and yeah it really it really adds to that so i guess you know we only have a bit of time here left but like what, what, how do you feel about this as like a complete story a complete trilogy because we saw it all in one sitting and i think it really worked as that right yeah overall overall yeah
2: diego said this and i'm gonna i'm gonna quote him on this because i agree with this but if you get the, fit, I'm quoting him. He literally <laughs> said this. Okay. He said, uh, "None of them are bad, but the trilogy gets progressively slightly uh, not as good." Mm. Yeah. As, as it as it goes. Yeah. yeah. So I, like, if you were to so rank these movies, I, I guess. Yeah. You would obviously like Unbreakable. To me, like when I first saw it, uh, Lord, my, my favorite. Oh yeah.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. I still really like Split. I think it's still worth.
1: It's a good horror it. film. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
2: It's not perfect, but it's a little, what makes it not perfect are like minor things.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not like something really jarring. Yeah. But it's still really, really good, I think.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
2: then... but I Obviously, I didn't feel as emotionally after Split like I did at the end of Unbreakable. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I will say Unbreakable is okay. still my favorite, but I think I at know, least... I think it's kind of
2: movies,
1: yeah. yeah, exactly. I think it's kind of like Dark Knight Rises, where it's like, oh it was it was good and it ended the story well, but you know, I wish wish it did some stuff better. You know, yeah, I wish that's
0: good, that's yeah. a, good uh, that's a good
1: Yeah, it's uh, like it's like Dark Knight Rises, right? It's just like yeah, you know, it was it's it was good, it was really good. But it didn't top Dark Knight, you know. It ended the story well, but <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's kinda of Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Flash will definitely
2: be the one that's gonna get nitpicked.
1: And, like, the most. Yeah, unfortunately. And I thought, I thought a lot of
2: people were doing that with Split. Yeah. But people are going to be doing way more in
1: this one. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, the, the, you know what, the thing that, really, at least, I could take away from this movie is at least it'll leave an impression on people. That's how I feel. That was my main takeaway.
0: Yeah, oh, definitely.
2: And I think even though, like I said, I wasn't, like, for Blast. one thing that i can definitely say
0: mm-hmm.
2: without question is that it definitely feels like am i nice selling on to and make the movie he always wanted yeah. To make.
0: yeah exactly and yeah. I,
2: I can respect that mm-hmm. and i feel happy for him mm-hmm. it is i do feel like uh, you don't feel like he ever went through like any like studio like involvement right you know like it's it very much feels like it was the movie he always wanted to make mm-hmm. now whether you like that movie is a different question yeah but at least he gotta make this movie yeah
1: you could respect that like it reminds yeah. me of like samurai jack the last season where it's like the story that was like left open for like 10 15 years someone finally gave the creator like the time and the resources to finish it and it feels like that like you have to respect this is the story yeah, he wanted to tell. This is how he wanted absolutely. to end it. So, teach his own. So, it's yeah. This an M night film through and through, 100. percent No, But right. that's the
2: thing. Like M night movies, they're also very, very divisive. So yeah, it has, it has all the traits.
1: Exactly. It's it's an M night film. That's that was that's the thing we could end on. But Andrew, unfortunately, we are out of time. This was a really great discussion
0: with you, man. Like it's great podcasting with you. No, it was fun.
2: Like again. Talking about movies, especially like this one, um, there are going to be a lot of very strong opinions. Yeah. Very strong. Yeah. And I think as long as you can have opinions where you're not screaming at each other and yes. not finding each other's names, that's
1: the best part. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely not screaming at each other. Like, don't do that, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and anyway, um, yeah. No, great. Um, Andrew, and where can people find you? Like, what is what? Can you tell us all your uh, social media information?
2: You can finally find me best on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And it's at 101. It's Yokis One O one. It's Y O K I S one O One. That is a weird Twitter handle, but it's an old high school joke. Okay. It's some it's a really old lore that is best not to get into right now, but I decided to keep it. You okay. Or not, sure. Embrace your past. But <laughs> Exactly. That's the best place you can find me. If you follow me, follow by we have some great discussion. As long as it's something like
0: Okay,
1: definitely. Um, Cool, cool, man. Thanks for being on. Um, You can find me on Twitter, on on Twitter, Instagram, Gene Nine Eight Nine Two. Follow Waffle Press on Twitter. The Waffle Press. Please um, go subscribe on YouTube. Like, share, what have you. Go to. We have iTunes. Please subscribe. And thanks for listening. We've been professionally unprofessional.